The following podcast contains adult material. It is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. This content is not safe for work. If you are a pearl clutcher, a prude, or a pious type, just don't listen. You're listening to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize there are no nice guys. I am your host, Laura Coronado. Thank you for joining me. Hello, and welcome to There Are No Nice Guys. Thank you so much for listening and joining me today. I still feel fairly new to podcasting. So if you listen to season one, season two, or just any episodes from those seasons, and here you are for season three, thank you so much for coming back. I really appreciate that. If you're new to There Are No Nice Guys, this is season three, and it is a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize there are no nice guys. And as I say in the intro, I am your host, Laura Coronado. This is my season premiere episode. And in previous seasons, uh, previous episodes, I've always had a guest on. And this season for season three, I decided I want to mix it up a little bit. So I will have some episodes with guests, but I think I'm going to do like a major portion of season three with just me talking. So as part of me trying to familiarize myself with podcasting and understanding it and just sort of trying to you know, um, get some background, get some education, try and present a good product for my audience. I've noticed that there are, of course, podcasters who just have themselves on talking. And I kind of figure I do that around the house anyway. So why not experiment with a few episodes this season where it's just me this today, this episode, this premiere episode for season three will just be me just talking. And just talking about dun, 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 getting back out there and dating again. Yeah, I mean, it's late March as I record this. Um, hopefully you'll be hearing this in April if I get my ass in gear. And vaccinations are opening up and hitting the general public across the nation. I live in Nevada. Um, as of April 5th, I will be able to schedule an appointment for my first dose. So this is very exciting for me because I've not been dating. I've not been having sex. I have been voluntarily celibate since March 2020. This is a big deal for someone who is an extrovert and for someone who enjoys casual sex with a variety of men. Some might call me a little slutty, um, some like to say she's sexually positive. I just like to fuck around is what it is. Okay. I like fucking around with different guys, having different experiences. It's fun. And I've not been doing that because I have elderly parents that live here in Las Vegas that I want to be able to go inside their home. I want them to come inside my home. I have weekly dinner with my mother. You know, and she cooks great Mexican food. Aside from the fact that she's my mother and I love her, she cooks great Mexican food. You think I'm fucking mixing out, missing out on a Mexican food every Thursday at my mother's? 
you know, during the pandemic. No, no, that's not going to happen. So what did I do? I gave up dating. I gave up meeting up with men. I gave up hooking up. I gave up sex. I gave up exposing myself to anything that I could then pass on to my parents. That wasn't going to happen. And so to know that I can now get back on Tinder and Bumble and Hinge and, and go to bars and go to restaurants and pick up, you know, random guys. I'm pretty excited. I mean, I'm looking forward to this shit. Come to find out that not everyone feels the same way I do. So I want to talk about that. I want to address all of that. And I want to give you guys some advice and some insight and some hope and some encouragement and some inspiration. So that's what we'll be discussing today. Getting back to dating. All right, so we're getting back to dating. What is going to happen? I wish I had a crystal ball for you and then I could just sort of like look into this and just completely predict what that's going to look like for every single one of us. I don't know. I think it's going to be different depending on your point of view, because I really, really believe that in life completely, our point of view actually affects what we manifest. Our thoughts affect what we manifest. Our thoughts affect our future. Um, so knowing that I'm kind of looking forward to this wild free for all, I kind of think that's might be what I encounter. I don't know. We'll see. I get kind of excited when I think of that. Um, but what could happen, right? Like those, the people who are like ready for the sort of wild free for all, what will that look like? Well, it's really funny because I found this tweet um, from this Twitter user, um, I hope I pronounce this correctly, Ashwin Dishmuk, and that's A-S-H-W-I-N-D-E-S-H-M-U-K-H. And on March 11th, he tweeted, uh, it's happening. Host is escorting a couple out of a Soho restaurant for bathroom shenanigans. They met outside an hour ago. I mean, how hilarious is that? I mean, and I think so many people related to that tweet or thought it was funny or were like, yeah, I can see that happening because it got like 33,000 likes, like over 2,000 retweets. And so, you know, I think about like, you know, is, is this what it's going to look like? Like, here's this couple. They just met an hour ago outside of the restaurant, outside of the restaurant. And they go inside to the bathroom and start fucking. Like, is that the free for all that we're going to be seeing? I mean, it's possible. And, you know, no disrespect to that couple. It sounds crazy and wild, but I got to tell you, it also seems reasonable considering everything we've gone through. I mean, maybe they're like me. Maybe they've also been voluntarily celibate for the past year. So who can blame them? Um, but... If you're going to behave in such a manner, there's a couple of things I want you to think about. One is that if you skip over that getting to know you phase of dating, which they, I mean, they did not get to know each other in one hour. Give me a fucking break, right? When I talk about that getting to know you phase, I'm talking about, you know, the first conversation, the second conversation, maybe a phone conversation, first date, 
second date, you know, there's a getting to know you phase of dating. And that actually, hap- actually happens to be a, a phase I, I really, really enjoy. You could end up in a situation if you skip that phase, you could end up in a situation where you're inadvertently someone's side chick because you didn't recognize and realize the dude's married or in a relationship. Do you really want that for yourself? I mean, it's one thing when you get into something with a guy and you know he's married, you know he's in a relationship and you do it anyway because you were informed when you made that decision. But when you just jump into bed with the dude without getting to know him and then you didn't have that information previously, you might not have jumped into bed with him. So yeah, I know there's this desire just to go wild and especially if you have that chemistry, you know, and it feels like lightning struck you and lightning struck him and you're just drawn to each other and you just want to rip each other's clothes off and go at it. You might miss out on the fact that dude's fucking married if you skip that, right? So so think about that. Think about, you know, what sort of situation you could be getting yourself into if you skip the getting to know you phase of dating. The other thing I want you th- to consider is, um, yeah, the coronavirus vaccine helps to protect us from hospitalization or death if we get, were to get infected with the coronavirus. It doesn't protect you from STDs, okay? Coronavirus does not protect you from herpes, from gonorrhea, from syphilis, from chlamydia, um, from HIV, HPV. It doesn't protect you from any of that. So if you're gonna go hog wild, please use a condom. Now, we know condoms don't protect you 100% either, but a condom is more likely to protect you once you're vaccinated and you have sex. It's more likely to protect you from syphilis than the fucking vaccine will, right? Okay, so use condoms with, and ladies, carry them because you just might be that woman who meets a guy outside of a restaurant and within an hour you're banging in the fucking bathroom. So carry a condom with you. Actually, carry two or three with you at all times in your little cute uh, Chanel handbag, okay? Like, please always be protected. So another thing that could happen as we get back to the dating scene is that the complete opposite direction of the hog wild people could happen. We could really have a bunch of single people who are too skittish to date. And I want to emphasize this. That is normal. You know, I I think there's going to be extremes here. I think we're going to have the extremes of someone like me who's just going to be like having a free for all and just going fucking wild. But I think we're going to have the opposite extreme happen as well, where we still have the same people who stayed home all year continue to stay home because they're just not ready to get back out there. Even though they get vaccinated, they're still not ready to get back out there. And I think that's normal as well. And here's why. The coronavirus is scary. 
And while vaccinations, or at least the reports that we're getting, and I am not an expert on coronavirus or vaccinations, I want to make that very clear. I get my information the same way you do. I get it from the fucking news media who are getting it from the CDC and the reports coming out of there. So we know that vaccinations are showing a 100% efficacy rate when it comes to the prevention of hospitalization or death if that person is infected by the coronavirus. That's what we know. We also know that none of them, not a single vaccination, is showing a 100% efficacy rate in preventing the infection. So you can get vaccinated and still get coronavirus. The point of us all getting vaccinated is that if we do get infected with coronavirus while vaccinated, the likelihood of us dying from it or getting hospitalized is reduced to zero. And that's the importance of getting the vaccination. But it is a novel virus and we still don't really know a whole lot about it. So you can get the vaccination. You could still get infected, but you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, are, is there going to be continued symptoms for another year? We've, we've been hearing about these people. I think they're calling them long haulers, right? Because like the symptoms just keep lasting for a long time. There are single people who are worried that, you know, I might still get infected and I don't know what's going to happen because there is no crystal ball to tell us what's going to happen. So I don't blame single people who are like, eh, still not ready. I still want to give it more time. And I think that makes sense. Then you also have people who are just not mentally prepared. Again, to me, that's a reasonable reason to not get back to dating. Pandemic life has caused depression, anxiety, weight gain. If you don't feel good about your body, you may not feel good about getting back to dating. That's normal. That's okay. Generally speaking, we're just kind of falling apart. We're just trying to do all we can not to completely just come loose at the seams. But we are kind of falling apart. And now may not be the right time for you to get back to dating. If you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling like you've put on too much weight and you just don't feel good about yourself, you don't have the right state of mind to get back into dating. Don't do it. Focus on yourself. It's okay. Don't give in to any pressures. You may have parents saying, well, now's it that you've gotten vaccinated. Why don't you get back out there? That's okay. I mean, you know, that, that's just how parents are, but you don't have to listen to them and you don't owe them an explanation either. You may have friends doing the exact same thing. You know, people who love us just want what's best for us and they think they know what's best for us. But honestly, we as individuals, we're the only ones who can really identify what's best for us. So if you're not in the right state of mind, don't do it because it just, it's just, it'll be worse. Dating's hard enough as it is, but if you're not in the right frame of mind for it, it just becomes a complete disaster. So even though we heard the story about the couple in Soho at the restaurant banging in the bathroom, I'm actually encountering a lot of singles who are worried, concerned about getting back out there and dating again. 
So I couldn't help, I had to run a Twitter poll because while I think these fears are reasonable, I don't necessarily understand them or relate to them because I'm more in the bucket of the people who are going to go wild. And so I ran a Twitter poll and I asked, um, I'm eager to get back to dating again, but I see lots of singles express anxiety. What has you worry? Rejection, dating cesspool with limited options. There's still a risk even after you're vaxxed. You forgot how to date. And it seems to me that the biggest two concerns, and they ranked evenly in my poll, is that one, people are worried about a cesspool of singles. And I can see that. I think that's a valid concern. And then the other one is that people are worried that even when you're vaccinated, there is still a risk of catching coronavirus. Again, that's an extremely, extremely reasonable concern. So let's talk about the cesspool of singles. Well, it's going to be out there. There are going to be some desperate motherfuckers out there and they're going to completely ruin the dating scene for all of us. That's just the way it goes. And I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's going to be there, you know, and I think if you're worried about getting back into dating right now, it just isn't working for you. You could wait three months from now and that cesspool will still be there. And you could wait six months from now, that cesspool will still be there. So I think we should just come to accept. Um, but that's why you need to be in the right state of mind when you get back to dating, because you need to be armored and ready to deal with the cesspool. As far as um, the fear that of the fact that there's still a risk, you know, as we just said, you know, the vaccination does not 100% protect you from infection. So there's still a risk that you could get infected. Um, you know, I, I, I think if that is your fear, it would pay to wait, you know, three months, six months to see how, what is occurring with all of your single friends who are out there? And I'll report back to you. Like I already said, I plan on getting back out there. I plan on getting a little wild. You know, I may come back to you and be like, Hey, guess what? I caught it. Or I may come back to you and be like, Hey man, I've been going hog wild for the past six months and I haven't caught coronavirus. So it it's not a bad idea for you to sit back and watch everybody else who's willing to go out there and take some risk. And then from you to learn from their example and see how it, how is it working out for them before you go out there. As you sit there and say, okay, so am I ready now? Should I go out there now? Because again, you're, you might be getting some pressures from people and I don't want you to give into those pressures, but it, it may also make you think, hey, maybe, maybe I am ready, right? Maybe two months from now, maybe four months from now, maybe you're like, maybe, maybe I am ready. First and foremost, I want you to focus on doing what's best for you. And only you can decide that. Your parents can't decide that for you. Your siblings can't decide that for you. Your best friends, no, only you can decide that for you. Once you do decide, that's it. I am ready. I've got the right state of mind. I know that there's going to be a cesspool of singles out there, but I am ready to face this shit head on. I feel good 
that you're prepared for getting back out there again. Because dating's already hard enough. But I think dating during a pandemic is going to be even harder. And I want you to be prepared for all of this. So the first thing I want you to do is know what you want your dating life to look like. Do you want to meet people in person as you go out and about? Do you want to reserve your interactions with people for dating apps only so that you can have conversations via the app before you meet in person? Do you want to do a little bit of both? I myself am looking to do both. I actually, again, I'm an extrovert, so I love meeting people in person, but I don't necessarily want to just completely give up the apps either. Um, So I want a hybrid model, right? I want to do a little bit of app dating and meeting people in person. Know what your dating life looks like before you set out to have that dating life. I also want you to know what you're looking for. Identify that before you get on the dating apps, before you put on that pretty red dress and your cha-cha heels and head out to the bar, know what you're looking for. Are you only looking for sex? Are you only looking for companionship? You're only looking for a partner for a relationship. Do you want a hybrid model? (laughs) Do you want a little bit of sex? And then hopefully you meet the guy of your dreams. I mean, what is it that you're looking for? You need to identify that as well before you go back out into the dating world. Have an honest talk with yourself. Um, This pandemic year, I have spent so much of it with introspection, with self-reflection and self-analysis. I implore you to do the same if you haven't already. But before you get back on dating, have an honest talk with yourself about what you want your dating life to look like and what you're looking for. And it wouldn't hurt for you to write it down. Write it in your calendar, write it in your journal, write it on a sticky note and stick it on your bathroom mirror. But know what you want your dating life to look like and know what you want before you go out there. Lastly, know your boundaries, your standards, and your rules. This is super important because if you want your dating life to look a certain way, and if you know what you want, what will get you there is knowing your boundaries, your standards, and your rules. And it wouldn't hurt for you to write those down either. I mean, this really helps you set up the life, you know, the dating life that you want. Set yourself up for that dating life. And the way you do that is through boundaries and standards and rules. So as you think about these standards and boundaries and rules, you know, we could think about that couple again um, from that tweet from, you know, the Soho restaurant banging in the bathroom. Would you be okay with that? Are you okay being the female counterpart of that couple who just met um, and within an hour they were being in the restaurant? You might be, and that's okay. I completely understand that couple. I would be that female, I'm sure, again, but I would be having you know condoms in my handbag and making sure I use them. So 
if you're okay with that, again, so what would, you know, right there, I just set a rule. Yeah, I'm okay with that. But my rule would be that I have condoms on me so that I'm prepared for such a situation. And two, a boundary would be that he fucking has to wear it. He has to wear the condom if he's going to bang me in the bathroom. Um, Maybe that situation isn't for you. Maybe you're only okay with getting to know somebody before dating them, before having sex with them. That's okay too. If that's your rule and that's your boundary, write it down, know it and stick by it, stand by it. Don't lower your standards. Don't change your boundaries. Don't change your rules. Stick with it. It's all in your best interest and only you know what your best interests are. So you got to look out for yourself, girl, and you've got to set these boundaries and standards and rules before you go back out there to date. Now you know what you want your dating life to look like. And you know what you're looking for. And you have your boundaries and your standards and your rules. And you either have them all written down or you have them very clearly embedded into your brain. You're ready to go out there. You are armored and you've got your tools and you're ready. Here's what I want you to keep in mind. Be prepared for disappointment. It will still exist. Um, you know, I just said there's going to be a cesspool of dating. There will be desperate men out there and desperate men ruin everything. And there won't be just desperate single men. Let's be honest. There's going to be desperate married men who are posing as desperate single men, but they'll be out there too. They also ruin our dating experience. Keep your guard up and don't give anyone the benefit of the doubt. You really do need to get to know them. I mean, if I were the woman outside the Soho restaurant banging a guy within one hour of meeting him, I'd ask him, are you married? He'd probably fucking lie and I'd still bang him anyway. But you got to ask that question. Don't give anyone just the benefit of the doubt. Ask these questions that you want to know and you want to know up front. Have you been vaccinated? Yes. Show me your fucking card. You're not married. Great. Give me your last name so I can fucking look you up on Facebook and see if that's true. Don't just give people the benefit of the doubt. Keep your guard up and know that you will have bad matches and bad conversations within the app and maybe a bad phone date or a bad, hell, even worse, a bad first date. It's going to happen. But think about it this way. If you're job hunting, and a lot of people are right now, right? You know, a lot of people are getting back to work finally, and a lot of people are job hunting. So if you're job hunting, how many job interviews do you go on before you find the job you love? How many resumes did you send out? How many times were you talking with a potentially interested employer and who just later ghosted you? Dating is really no different than job hunting. So you should be prepared to expect disappointment, expect bad interactions, and expect rejection. Prepare for that. And you will be able to handle it all in great stride. <laughs> 
Hopefully I have offered you some food for thought, some things to think about, some wisdom, some advice. I really think it is possible to have great dates and a great dating life and meet great men, not a great man, but great men, multiple great men, even during a pandemic. You just got to know what you want. You got to have a plan to get there. And you got to know your standards and your boundaries and your rules and stay true to them. Protect yourself. Use condoms. And expect that all those things that realistically come with dating, such as disappointments and frustrations, just expect them to happen. But have faith in yourself that you can handle it. Keep your chin up. Think positive. Be confident. And remember, if you survived pandemic life, you can and will survive dating during a pandemic. I hope you'll join me next week. After we've talked about getting back to dating, I think it's time to address your dating bio. Does your dating bio suck? Mm, Maybe. Next week, I'm going to give you some ideas and advice and tips and some ways that you can spice up your dating bio. But we're also going to take down and break down some of those bad dating bios that we're seeing in men's dating profiles. I'm going to make it a little funny for you next week. So join me then. If you want to keep in touch with me, you can contact me at thereareno.niceguys.com or tweet me at no nice guys. Never wanna know. Never say you're happy 'cause you don't want me to.